You're listening to another podcast from the Clan Evangelist website. My name is Richard Morrell. Thank you for taking the time to download this file. So we got the Christmas festive period up ahead, and I thought, what would be cool to release that people would like to listen to, which are applicable both in the cloud world, the virtualization world, and also across the whole bare metal piece where a huge amount of Red Hat Enterprise customers are currently running their workloads before making those first tentative steps to cloud. So... Cliff Perry, who runs the Red Hat Satellite team, the project manager behind Satellite, was over in the US uh, when I was over there in June, and we sat down and had dinner, and I got the inkling that wouldn't it be cool and my first opportunity to actually stick a microphone in front of him? It took six months. Cliff's recently relocated over to Europe with his family. He's sitting down in Wales, so the first opportunity, once he was comfy down there, I was on the fast train down to Cardiff with a microphone to see what would fall out of an interview so we talked about everything around satellite around the whole development process for satellite but also importantly about the whole spacewalk community piece and the whole community ethos and upstream community to red hat is absolutely critical to everything we do red hat is an open company we work with and support the open source community and we're also one of the best supporters and guardians of a lot of huge amounts of open source technologies that are consumed by enterprises, those customers who wouldn't normally think about deploying open source in the enterprise, but do so because it's supported and certified by Red Hat. So Cliff and I talked about the whole technology piece, but importantly, also we talked about how the satellite project actually becomes a product and how it actually gets into the mainstream. So we're not just talking about Red Hat here. We start talking about contributors from other companies as well. So if you've got an open source bent, it's it's well worth listening to. So for you guys downloading this podcast for the first time, welcome. Uh, we do have 20 other podcasts available to you, available to you on the cloudevangelist.org website, both in MP3 and also in OG format for you audio purists. Uh, so get down to cloudevangelist.org and you can grab those immediately. We'll be releasing another podcast on Friday this week, talking to Tom Llewellyn, talking about big data, talking about Gluster, talking about Red Hat storage. And then over the Christmas period, you'll have a roundup of podcasts that I've done throughout 2012, talking to Illuminati within Red Hat and also further afield. So again, thanks for coming back. Thanks for downloading. Festive greetings from me and my family. Festive greetings from all of us at Red Hat. And here's Cliff Perry. I'm sitting with Cliff Perry this morning, and uh, we're in Cardiff in Wales. And we're going to be talking about Red Hat Satellite and the whole systems management piece in Red Hat. So, Cliff, introduce yourself. Uh, thank you, Richard. I'm Cliff Perry. I've been working with Red Hat for eight-plus years, and I lead the development team for the satellite product. Okay, and as well as the satellite product, you've got the uh, integration work with Spacewalk as well? Yep, um, my team works primarily in upstream spacewalk first, and then we bring it into satellite to make it as a product. Um, and we actually did that earlier this year mm -hmm. for the satellite 5.5 release. Mm -hmm. And um, so, <clears throat> so about two months ago, we released satellite 5.5. Mm -hmm. That was based on roughly spacewalk 1.7 from early this year. Um, and that included quite a few things in the release of IPv6 support, mm -hmm. not very sexy, but mm -hmm. very important to a lot of our customers. Sure. Um, I think in Europe, the last IPv4 block was gone. And um, so that's one of the features in the release. We also did um, open SCAP support. Mm -hmm. um, and the open SCAP piece is from a security perspective, getting more and more important, more and more people are starting to twig and what it actually gives them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying we want to manage our systems like you do with satellite, but we also want to be able to do more into the OS. 
and SCAP is one of those things in the OS that people are concerned about. So I've deployed it and now I want to make sure that the system is actually meeting my security standards. Mm-hmm. And SCAP is a protocol that allows you to define what your security standards are and say, am I matching those or meeting it? Yeah, exactly. So if you can have a template for your security controls or the granularity you have around your security controls, open SCAP is, you know, it's almost like a Swiss army knife for getting to where you want to be from a security auditing perspective as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So from a satellite perspective, do you find that there are still community commits from other partners other than Red Hat, such as SUSE or... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, actually, in the Spacewalk 1.8 release we just did uh, a month ago, um, we had, I think, more people committing than Red Hat developers as well. I mean, it's just community-wise, lots of little patches and updates. Uh, SUSE um, did an interesting, interesting commit where they did some integration regards to SUSE Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a couple of other smaller tweaks as well. Um, in general, though, the Spacewalk 1.8 release had quite a few things that were interesting. Um, the um, the open SCAP support was actually introduced from someone outside of our team who mm-hmm. um, brought it into the product and we helped to productize it and make it product ready. Um, another interesting thing drove from kind of Spacewalk 1A was the um, AR ARM support. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually introduced that in 1.8. Um, Fedora mm-hmm. um, recently has been doing ARM support and we now actually support those Fedora ARM and, and that's going to become more important when people start looking at you know, sort of high performance computing using ARM as a, as a, as a core processor technology. Yes, yeah, so this is a, a future looking, uh, make sure that we can get out there um, and let the community play with these technologies um, in both Fedora and in Spacewalk. So for customers who are using on-premise Red Hat Linux, Red Hat Enterprise Linux within their data centers, satellite is a core part of their architecture. Um, do you find that there are more and more requests coming from customers with regards to the expectations of what satellite can and can't do? Or? Uh, we've always had a very healthy stream of requests for enhancements and improvements in the product. And um, give those enhancements to our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been um, actively working um, Obviously, with the past releases we've done um, in doing improvements, and um, we've actually done some stuff even after Space War One Eight release, we were just some more minor enhancements in the UI and the usability of um, Spacewalk that will eventually come into the satellite product in mm-hmm. the future. And a lot of what we do is um, customer-driven as well as us looking at what's out there in technology and what customers are generally wanting and the trends, and try to meet those for them. Now, I know you're not a product marketing person, but you do have passion for what you do with running satellite. You know, last year, there was almost a faux pas when a lot of customers, or there was this sort of rumor that satellite was dead, you know, and, and, and satellite was never going to be, it was going to be end of life, and that was the end of it. But satellite, you know, it hasn't been resuscitated. It never was dead. It's, you know, we have a roadmap for the future. And yeah, I mean, you know, I can't talk in details about the roadmap, but, um, but we are actively working to um, provide RAS 7 support for our product. Um, that will be coming out in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, we extended the actual official end of life date to 2017, um, not long ago. And um, my team has been given, uh, we have a roadmap, we have resources, we have priorities. And let's keep doing satellite releases and spacewalk releases uh, and drive mm-hmm. um, into the future with our product. So satellite engineers are based in a lot of our geographic footprint. Whereabouts have you got guys? Yeah, I mean, we're actually based uh, worldwide. We have uh, people in Australia um, for our documentation, North America, um, Europe in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And um, 
kind of remote as well, if you include myself in that. <laughs> so it's this melting pot held together by TCPIP, basically, globally. Yeah, we do a lot of our communication through email and IRC and occasional phone meetings. And um, So it's just like the lifeblood of Linux has been since day one, really, hasn't it? No different. Yeah, I mean, we do very, very open communication on the team. Um, because we are very dispersed, we have to ensure that anything that's decided is written down or gives people time to wake up in the morning and go, oh, I disagree with you, unless they get their input as well. Um, now, last uh, no, December 2010, there was a, I, I sat and watched a company meeting um, where Jim Whitehurst and Charlie Peters were on their feet, and Jim said something really interesting. He said that very often, you know, companies get one bite at the cherry, but Red Hat is very fortunate in the respect that, you know, we've had a 10, 12-year uh, existence as being a Linux provider and now we're moving into Red Hat 2.0 which is helping companies get to the cloud and satellites you know pretty critical when you start thinking about virtualizing your instances and moving mm -hmm. to a rev platform satellite becomes even more you know absolutely totally um, critical to how you manage those virtual instances and push those RPMs and, and make sure you've got that consistency across your entire footprint. Yes, I mean, in my opinion, Satellite can help in both the virtual and the cloud solutions, um, as well as the physical. And you've got to make sure that anything that's deployed is consistently deployed in any environment. And so once you've um, deployed your image in Rev or into a cloud provider, you want to be able to then um, hook it back up to a satellite or sometimes central management system so you can see what you have out there and know that they are in a consistent state, um, especially with your uh, patches and your updates. Um, uh, are they right? Um, yes, sir. <clears throat> and once it's up there, you know, manage those systems as not just um, individual machines but as a collective whole. I mean, I've done a lot of work in industry when I first met Tom a few years ago and I was working for a major solution provider, a major systems integrator. And you see how badly companies and customers get it wrong when they haven't got something and they do everything. They have like a tree that they just pulled RPMs from. And one of the things that, one of the stories that I tell is that uh, a certain gray aircraft carrier in a certain port somewhere in the world was held there for three or four days when a certain IT uh, engineer decided to pull down an SSH RPM from fresh RPMs and deploy it across all the servers on board a battleship. And that battleship had to sit in port for five days while the servers were taken off and re-imaged back to a default satellite. And it's like, well, satellite gives you that conformity to give gives the CIO that yes. level of security that what he's doing matches their governance, risk and control and manages how they think that they are actually managing looking after their infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, one thing satellite does very well is to help manage the content that goes to your systems and that they meet the requirements that you have. Uh, recently, we provided the clone by date utility in satellite, which the idea is that on a given quarter or in a week, um, Red has released a mount of content on this date, mm -hmm. and we need to now clone that content into our custom channel mm -hmm. and say, okay, this is our standard build that we're going to go through our QA environment and our testing and then release it into production. And the tool we provide allows you to do that fairly easy by saying, okay, on this date, move the content into this channel mm -hmm. uh, to match with that, what Red Hat released, uh, standardize it, and then go on again through your quarters and repeat the process as you need to. Um, very standardized, it's got templating. Mm -hmm. So you can take the same template and just change your data on each quarter. Do you find very much, though, as Red Hat has grown up as an organization, that there is more onus on you to, to hold everything together? 
because satellite is such a critical part of, of Red Hat as a story. We do our job very well, I would say. Right. Uh, we, we are the, kind of the layer on top of RHEL that provides a lot of value in regards to what do I have out there and make sure that it is in a sane state and being managed consistently in your environment. But with the cool thing as well, with the spacewalk upstream, it enables you to really start thinking about what the next flavor of satellite will look like when we get to RHEL 7, some of the cool mm. things that we can build in there. So it's quite exciting times for you. Yeah, yes, I mean, yes. spacewalk allows us the ability to do several releases, be innovative, do some very interesting things. And then we go and look at it and say, okay, what can we bring in and make as a solid product? And Do you ever feel like the school schoolmaster? Because I know when I ran my own open source project, it was very often you had to sit there and think, you know, what can I actually support? What do people actually want? What can I get away with that I'd really like to put in there? What, what version of this, you know, version of Squid or whatever I can get away with? What can I do without blowing things up? Yes. <laughs> it, it, it is actually very similar to that. And uh, we're often, a lot of the internal discussions is about, uh, how can we bring this in? Does it make sense? I mean, you know, that what they just done over there is really cool, but it's kind of risky. Do we really want to do that and uh, give it to our customers? Or should we say, let's back away, let's just wait on that part of the Spacewalk release before we bring it in? Mm-hmm. And so um, even when we're doing that kind of today where we're looking at what we're doing for the future, what we have in the 1A release and other things we're look, working on, mm-hmm. uh, what will make the cut? I, I, I used to find it almost impossible. I remember having a, actually physically having a chair thrown at me on one Friday night about five o'clock when I decided, hey, let's put the latest version of OpenSSH in. It was just like, you know, I want to go home. <laughs> we can't do that. There's, there's nothing wrong with what we've got. Let's not break it. And I think sometimes you do have to be almost like a moderator when it comes to doing stuff because we've got to support it once it's out there. Yes. I mean, um, often I have um, you know, developers as well, my team, who say, Cliff, no, that's crazy. Don't do that. And you're like, hmm. Um, Okay, maybe you're talking sense then. <laughs> yeah, and I think you've got to have that trust in your developers. and It's no different yeah. to whether it's a community spaceport release because, again, people forget that just because it's community doesn't mean that you know it's going to blow up in your face. It might be latest, greatest code, but there's still this responsibility on the, the release maintainers to make sure what's going out there does actually work and is representative of all of your communal efforts. Yes, and um, you know, I actually really appreciate the guys. Uh, every release we do, we have like a nanny. And mm-hmm. his responsibility is to make sure that we do get the release done. And That's quite he, a grown-up way of doing it. And, you know, he's, you know, I'm not the one in charge of the release. Mm-hmm. I'll give my input, and everyone else on the team will give the input. And, but his idea is to you know, herd the sheep. Yeah, so I, I, actually like the, I actually like the phrase chief cat herder. We used to use that quite a lot. I was almost going to say cat. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, chief cat herder. John Mark Walker, who's uh, part of the Gluster team, he, he's always been my official chief cat herder for the last 15 years. Every open source project we've done, he's the guy I trust to do it because he, he, he terrifies people if you get it wrong. Yeah, and uh, the nanny role was something that you always rotate between each Spacewalk release so that no one person is the, the this is this, this is very grown up this far this is far more intelligent than i assumed i i, I mean I, I i assume from my perspective that you'd be managing egos because when we talk about how different open source companies work together especially things like openstack you have a culture where everybody wants the best for the project but you've got hp you've got canonical you've got SUSE, you've got red hat you've got cisco you've got hp you've got vmware now as a, as a gold partner and it's trying to manage the egos and leave those at the door and it's all about the code and trying yes. to get you know trying to get that out and it, it's hard sometimes you, you, I, I was talking we did a, a podcast recently with John Benedict ex-Red Hat guy who's now at NetApp and he said one of the cool things about Overt is the fact that you have Cisco HP Red Hat SUSE mm-hmm. 
everyone at the table and the egos are checked at the door and it's all just about let's get the best possible code we can do out you know yeah i mean yeah we have done we'll get a lot of um, patches from susa and we'll look at those and we'll work with them and say okay make this improvement and then we'll go back and forth and once it's done we'll commit it in on their behalf mm-hmm. um sometimes though we have uh, susa will also they have commit access mm-hmm. uh, we uh, one of the guys who says okay you you look responsible you've done good job and due diligence and we kind of trust you as well mm-hmm. and so as long as they don't clash with our inherent desires and needs to make sure that it's product ready when we take it to, for a satellite mm-hmm. uh, we encourage them as well and anyone in the community to give us input um, this is especially true for like the space command tool uh, mm-hmm. a small utility but so important yeah exactly I mean it just grew from the community it was wonderful to see and so many people use it today and because it uses our APIs, it's very standardized and very stable mm-hmm. in what it does. Cool. Cliff, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for taking time out to record something. Do appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Richard. Great.